America's favorite game show rolls on. We have four contestants, and here they are. A former game show host himself, billionaire businessman, and self-described winner of everything worth winning, Donald Trump. Donald is a Gemini and enjoys yachting, gilding, and bankrupting his own companies. Donald has been married three times. Let's meet the lucky ladies. First up, married from 1977 to 1992, it's Ivana Trump, everybody. Next, married to the Donald from 1993 to 1999, Marla Maples. And finally, his third and current wife, and dangerously close to becoming the first lady of these United States, pinup model Melania Trump, everybody. All three ladies genetically engineered in a secret underground laboratory rumored to be just outside the former Czech Republic, Donald J. Trump, everybody! Next up, the Texas Tornado, a man who once read the Dr. Seuss classic Green Eggs and Ham. On the floor of the United States Senate for 24 hours during a filibuster, ironically, against recklessly spending taxpayer dollars. He's preachy, he's pious, he's condescending and judgmental. Everything the evangelicals love, but in an unexplicable turn of events, they don't love him. They love the first guy who's been married three times and who has publicly stated that he has nothing, done nothing to ask the Lord above to forgive him for. Who is this Texas malcontent? None other than... Texas Senator Ted Cruz! Next up, when this gentleman walks into the room, all the ladies want to commit a little Miami Vice. He's the Cuban heartthrob who's dark enough to be mysterious, but white enough to get elected as a Republican. He takes a licking and keeps on, well, crafting one well-delivered victory speech after another after winning only one state so far. Who is this island macho man who's bringing the Miami heat? Florida Senator Marco Rubio! And finally... He's the steady-handed governor of perhaps one of the most boring states in the country. He's reportedly a member of a notorious gang of even-tempered, kind-hearted statesmen known as the Mild Bunch. But don't be fooled. This one has a dangerous side. Don't look into his closet for skeletons because you just might find rows and rows of neatly organized business suits and perfectly folded crew neck t-shirts. He's none other, ladies and gentlemen, than Ohio Governor John Kasich. Yes, indeed. It's becoming a little game show like, though, isn't it, everybody? The whole thing is just sort of turning into one big game show. And I, for one, am getting a little bit sick of it. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yes, those are the last men standing because, as you know, uh, Dr. Gentle Ben Carson has withdrawn from the race. And, you know, let me just say this about uh, Ben Carson. Uh, you know, probably, and I've heard this before, and I, I, I tend to agree with it, I, I think he just too good a fella, too nice a man to involve himself in this nonsensical political circus, particularly this this cycle. I mean, I, I've you know I've been voting since I think 1982 was the first election I was eligible to vote in, and I've voted in every election since then. 
And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. This is absolute Roman spectacle. I think I made that comment on a previous show, but this is just absolute blood sport. Uh, and, and it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. And it's being driven largely by Donald Trump. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, it, I, I'm, I kid around in the, in the intro, but Oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is Things Your Granddaddy Said. I'm your host, David Studdard, uh, in case you didn't know where you were. This is our eighth show. Can you imagine? we got eight in the can now. That is eight weeks I've been doing this. And uh, I've had a few guests on, and uh, I look to have more guests. And, and, and again, um, you're mighty silent out there. I've got, a lot of, I've got about 400 subscribers now, so we're, we're growing, uh, but you're, you're, I don't hear from you. You've got my email address. Uh, david.stutteredlaw at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at Things My Granddaddy Said. Drop us a line. Let us know how you like the show. Let us know what you want to hear if you want to hear anything. Uh, if you have a, an idea for a guest or, a look, if you want to be a guest, if you think you've got something exciting to talk about or something that's interesting that, you know, people might want to hear about, then, then drop me a line. Talk to me about it. I can get you in here, and, you know, in, in the studio. I can get you on the, have your phone in on the telephone or, or if you're, you know, if you're interesting enough, I can come to you. So uh, if you wanna if you wanna make suggestions about who I should have on or if, if you wanna be on, give me a call and let's see if we can get that done. But at any rate, uh, back to what what I was saying, the um, this this uh, this this election cycle has just devolved into just uh, just chaos, and, and you know it, 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 we're through the looking glass because I, I, I'm every day I'm flummoxed uh, about what is going on with with Donald Trump and his supporters. You know, the other day uh, in the Jake Tapper interview. Now I know that you know I've been blasted by people on Facebook because I, I brought this up and I've I've reposted it a couple times. But a couple days ago, in an interview with Jake Tapper, Jake Tapper says, "Look, you've been endorsed by, and uh, he is uh, in encouraging his white supremacist supporters to vote for you." And of course, he was talking about David Duke. David Duke, a former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan and and, and renowned white supremacist. I think that jackass ran for president 20 years ago or some something in, in sort of a sham, you know, candidacy, kind of like I thought Donald Trump's would be. Um, but if you saw the interview, Trump sort of stumbled around and, and pretended like he'd never heard of David Duke and pretended like he didn't know what a white supremacist was and wasn't sure about what that meant. And I've got to do some more research. And, and, and you know, there, and I, I can't take credit for this quote, but I, I've seen it a few times now. There are very few layups in politics. That, ladies and gentlemen, was a layup. That was a gimme. I mean, you're under the basket. You just got fed the rock. All you got to do is put it in the in the hole. That's it. But he didn't. He stumbled, fumbled, bubble screwed around, and, and, and missed an opportunity. What he should have said immediately is, I disavow any support from David Duke or his ilk. That's what he should have said, but he didn't. He parsed his words and, and tried to ride the fence because that's what he does. That's what he has always done. You don't know what Donald Trump's going to do if he gets elected because he won't tell you what he's going to do. He won't tell you. He's neutral on Israel, he says. What the hell does that mean? He's neutral on Israel. One minute he wants to ban Muslims. The next minute he's talking about bringing in uh, immigrants. You know, he's going to build this wall and make Mexico pay for it. Won't tell you how he's going to do it. He won't commit to anything. He's non-committal. Of course, I guess that's smart on his part. All he's got to do is, you know, his, his... his political stump speech rhetoric is parsed down to about five words now. Winning, wall, um, idiot, uh, loser, that's his favorite, 
You know, there's only about five or six words in his whole damn vernacular that he uses over and over and over and over. And man, does it continue to work like a charm. Excuse me while I have a sip of a cool, refreshing beverage. And you know, I'm, 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 I'm sick of seeing these, all these Facebook admonishments about, you know, get over it. He's the guy, your guy lost, it's over. You know, let me break it to you. The, the, the numbers in a general election just are not there for him. Now, you can kid yourself all you want that when he has solidified himself as the, as the nominee of the Republican Party, everybody's going to flock to this guy. I got news for you. Everybody is not going to flock to this guy. You know, I made the point in the past show that in, in, in 2012, something like 30 to 40 million evangelicals stayed home because they didn't want to elect Mitt Romney. They didn't want to vote for Romney because it wasn't conservative enough for him. That's, that's political speak for he was a Mormon, so they didn't want to vote for him. They stayed home, and look what we got. So this, this, this notion that everyone is going to flock to Donald Trump because he's the presumptive nominee or he is the nominee is ridiculous. And let me tell you something else. He is polling in the toilet in a general election poll with, Demogra- uh, with, with um, millennials. He's got a, like a 70% disapproval rate with African Americans, 70% disapproval rate. Hispanics, it's even higher. Women, it's about the same. All the key demographics that he has to figure out a way to at least harness some of those people, some fraction of those groups, he's got to get. Right now, he's getting none of them. You know, his campaign loves to trot out the the, the, the black veteran or, or the, the, the these two fat-ass black women that get on YouTube and, or, or Facebook and scream and holler about get off Donald Trump. You know, they love, that's like one of 10 or 12 African Americans they have that, that you know, are, are, are with them. Um, I mean, that's the reality of this thing. So this this notion that that you know, and, and he's only, you know, he's only he's only uh, taking what thirty five to thirty nine. I haven't seen him break forty percent yet. Um, he might have in some of the Super Tuesday states, but I mean, his support is right around that thirty five to thirty nine percent. That means sixty percent of everyone else are voting against him in the primaries. Now. Ben Carson gets out. You know, he's polling around 8%. I don't know who those people are going to go to. I, I would imagine they're going to go to Rubio or Cruz. Um, if Case, you know, Kasich's going to stay in this thing till, till Ohio. There's no way he's getting out before Ohio. But if he loses Ohio, let's assume for a minute that, that Florida goes to Rubio. And I, there's no reason to suspect that it won't. I mean, all of the trumpets were hollering about how Texas is lost. Cruz is going to lose Texas. And they were all pointing to these phony poll numbers. I don't know where in the hell they were getting these poll numbers, but they're all pointing to these phony poll numbers about Cruz taking or Cruz losing Texas. Well, Donald got creamed in Texas. He lost by 20 percentage points in Texas. So if the same sort of mystery math holds with these, with these people relevant to Florida and Rubio wins Florida, Kasich loses Ohio, which I think Kasich has a better chance of losing Ohio than, than Rubio has of losing Florida, Kasich absolutely gets out at that point. I mean, he he almost he, he all but said that the other day on uh, I saw him on uh, Stephanopoulos last Sunday. He almost said that. He said, "If if I can't win Ohio, it's over." So I mean, Ohio has sixty six uh, electoral uh, or, or uh, delegates. So you know where do those where do they go? And, and Cruz is not that far behind him in the delegate count after last night. 
He's not that. He's respected. You know, he's he's on his heels. So this thing is far from over. All this nonsense about, you know, it's over. Forget it. Get behind our guy. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's nowhere near time for that yet. Give it about two more weeks, and we'll see what happens with the next round of primaries. But I mean, I'm I'm perplexed. I'm absolutely perplexed by the whole thing. I mean, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I'm I'm be honest with you. I mean, rational, level-headed people that I have known and respected for years are abandoning everything they have ever stood for overnight. I mean, Donald Trump is everything the left has been saying for years that Republicans are. And, you know, some of you are, are legitimating that particular claim. You know, we've been called the party of hate. This guy, I mean, he hates everybody. Rich white bigots who have no compassion. Well, he's, I've got, look, I got nothing against being white. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I am white. I love white. White's awesome. You got nothing against being rich. I wish I want to be rich. Bigot was where I have a problem. And his rhetoric and his actions speak to that. You know, he, he is that, that stereotype. You know, here's what Donald Trump has said and what he is by his own admission. He has said he's neutral on Israel. He's pro-planned parenthood. He's not going to tell you his plan to reform illegal immigration. All he says is, I'm going to build a wall and make Texas pay for it. He doesn't talk about how he's going to round up 11 million people and send them out of the country. Let me tell you something. If you think that's even within the realm of possibility in the United States of America, you need to go um, climb down a booby hat somewhere and wait for your, you know, wait to try to thaw out. That will never, ever happen for a lot of different reasons. The cost being not the least of which. He's pro-eminent domain. You know what that means? You know what eminent domain? If you don't know what that means, go look it up. Trump cannot formulate a policy or strategy for ISIS. He has not, and he will not, and because he, he can't. He can't. You wait, and if he's the nominee, you wait until the general election. Hillary Clinton will mop the floor with his ass in the debates because he is an imbecile when it comes to foreign policy. He's an imbecile. Hillary Clinton, like her or not, knows foreign policy. She's a smart, smart woman. She will kick his ass up one side and down the other. Now, I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable. Cuss me out if you want, but that's the reality. He has given no specifics on an economic policy. None. Given the opportunity to disavow support from the Klan and its spokesman, silence. He has said publicly, he he doesn't need to, someone ask him about, uh, you know, if, is he religious, is he this, that. He said, I have no use for, uh, I don't need to ask God for forgiveness of Jesus, to be saved. I haven't done anything wrong. That's what he said. I'm not, it's not my words, that's him. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. But here's the worst thing. He knows that you're afraid. I get, I, I get it. I mean, I understand how this is happening. He knows you're afraid. He knows you're nervous. He knows that you are desperate to change the direction of our country, and he's exploiting those fears in the worst possible way. And I'm talking to Republicans now. I'm talking to conservative Republicans that have fought and worked to defeat people like this. He's a member of the class you detest. He runs with the rich and famous He has for who, who have mocked you for years, who have mocked you from, from Wall Street, from Madison Avenue, from Hollywood. You know who I'm talking about. He runs with these people. 
and he has for years supported candidates against whom you have fought hard with blood, sweat, and tears to defeat. I know because I was there with you in a lot of instances. I mean, please, for the love of God and country, wake up. You have got to get, you've got to come out of the spell. You are not supporting a conservative Republican. He is none of those things. He's a charlatan. You've been sold a bill of goods. That's what's happened. I'm, listen, I'm not an establishment guy. I want to support someone who embodies the Republican Party that I belong to, that I believe in, and that I have worked for for many, many, many years. And who I have put my, a party that I put myself out as a candidate for twice. That's who I want to elect. I'm not afraid of an anti-establishment candidate. Why would I be? This is not the guy, I'm telling you. But people much, much, much smarter and impassioned than me, more smart or smarter and more impassioned than me have said it. And it's not getting through. So <clears throat> we may end up with this fella. Now I see that there's some push on now to I saw something today about Mitt Romney's gonna make some big speech Thursday on Fox and the rumors are already flying that he's going to maybe announce that he's getting in this thing late, try to siphon off delegates, force a broker convention. You know, I, I don't know. I, I hope that that doesn't happen. Um, I just, I'm just praying that people come to their senses in the next couple of weeks. You know, the late deciders all broke for Rubio and Cruz last night. That's what the exit polling shows. You know, people need to wake up and start and, and realize that Donald Trump is not the guy that you think he is. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what else to <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Um, you know, and if all that wasn't enough, here he is coupling up to you know here's your, here's your anti-establishment guy. He he's the guy that the anti-establishment crowd are fanatical over Donald. So here's the anti-establishment guy hugging up to the most hated guy by the anti-establishment crowd. The most hated establishment guy. Chris Christie. I mean, he's dragging Chris Christie around like a, like a, a, like a Barbie doll now. Everywhere he goes, he's got Miss Beasley. He's got Chris Christie with him. I mean, this is the guy that the anti-establishment hate. And Trump is has got him in a bear hug. What the f- Freak is going on out there? What are you thinking? What are you think? Are you that blinded by by rage and anger and, and 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 insecurity and fear that you're willing to just put the blinders on and ignore all of these red flags and warning signs? I mean, let me tell you something. You can't well, ignoring those red flags will get you in a lot of trouble, and that's what you're doing. Bells are going off right now in your head. You know it. You know they are. You know they are. And you're ignoring them. Red flags are waving. You're ignoring them. You're going straight down the rabbit hole with this guy. And I'm telling you, it is not, he's not what you think he is at all. But you know that. You know it. In your heart, in your soul, you know it. You just love the way he talks. You love what he says. But the punchline is, he doesn't say anything. All he does is insult people 
order people removed, beat up. You know, it's just, it's a joke. I mean, it's an absolute joke. If, if it wasn't so serious, you know, I saw the other day where he tweeted out, the people of South Carolina are embarrassed by Nikki Haley. Why? Because she supported Marco Rubio? Because she selected someone other than you, so she's an embarrassment to her, the state that she's a governor? Of course, Nikki, Nikki Haley, she tweets back, well, bless your heart, which I thought was great because anybody who's from the South knows what that means. But, I mean, you know, after all my ranting and raving and trying to ring the damn alarm bells, uh, you know, it, this could be a foregone conclusion. I mean, you know, plenty of, of, of political consultants that I know and, and one that I'm related to, he has said that, uh, you know, it's in the tea leaves now. It's just there's really no turning back. So, you know, this may be a done deal, and uh, we'll just have to see what how this develops. Uh, you know, they have another another debate tomorrow night on Fox. I mean, what is this, the 11th or 12th debate? You know, you know what that's going to be. Uh, so we'll see what happens in two weeks for the next round of primaries, and, uh, you know, we'll just come back and talk about it then. But at any rate, all right, well, moving on. Uh, well, the Oscars last Sunday, everybody. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, they said it was the one of the biggest, uh, highest, uh, uh, you know, rated Oscar presentations uh, of all time. I, I watched it, um, and I watched it simply, really, because my son is such a movie f- a freak. Um, you know, I had him on a couple weeks ago on the show, and I'm telling you, he he nailed it. I mean, he made predictions. Um, he made some predictions on the show, and then he made uh, he he, he uh, texted me. Um, his predictions, and I mean, he was spot on, and you know, these are movies I haven't even seen, you know, for best picture, well, let, let's, first of all, let, let's, let's talk about the, the, the presentation of the Oscars this year. Chris Rock was the host, um, of course, all the controversy was the, the dust up over the lack of, of, of black actors being honored and, and, and given awards, uh, movies nominated and that kind of thing, and you know, I, I thought Chris Rock did a good job with that, um, but it just went on too long. It went on and on and on. You know, they, they, they should have sort of addressed it in the opening and maybe made fun of a few audience members. You know how they do? They'll pan on the first two or three rows, and like Billy Crystal used to do and, and uh, that kind of thing. But, it, you know, there wasn't much of that. But this it, this became a theme of the entire three-hour production. Every, you know, every break they went to and every pause they had, they they threw in some joke about the lack of, Diversity. Some of it was kind of funny, but some of it was not all that funny. And then, you know, a guy that that I don't like all that much to start with, and everybody you know seems to like this guy, this Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I don't like the guy. I don't like his movies. I mean, I, I thought he was pretty good in you know one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies, The Legend of Ricky Bobby. I thought he was good as the French, the, the, the gay French race driver, but. You know, I, I don't like the other ones that he did. You know, I don't even know Borat or something, and then he did another one. I, I, I don't care for that sort of genre, I guess. But he comes out uh, in in a character, and I've I've not seen this character. Apparently, it was one from his one of his films. But I mean, he almost in my mind, it was almost like a Ted, Ted Danson moment. I mean, he comes out clearly. You know, he's got this heavy, thick, you know, Jamaican accent. He's got a, you know, I don't know what this character is, but it was clear he was trying to, to be, you know, as urban and, and maybe black as he possibly could. Uh, and it, it was, you know, he made jokes about Asians. And I mean, it, it was, it was, I thought it was offensive and I, I'm white. And I thought, man, how is he, how's he going to get away with this? I mean, it was, it was very close to, to being a Ted Danson moment. And you know, the Ted Danson thing where he came out in blackface. 
um, damn near ruined his career. Um, so, but apparently, you know, there's some blowback from it, but not a whole lot. He apparently got away with it. Um, so, I mean, it was a little, it was a little much with that. And, you know, some of it was, Chris Rock's a funny dude. I mean, I like Chris Rock. He's funny. Um, you know, it, 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 but it was too much of that, of that, of that, uh, that, that controversy. It was just all night long with that. But at any rate, uh, the nominees for best picture were the big short bridge of spies, which I saw was a fantastic movie, Brooklyn. Mad Max Fury Road, which swept the technical awards. I mean, it got all the the, the CGI stuff and music and got a lot of awards. It, it didn't win the big ones, but it, it got some stuff. I didn't see it. I preferred it the first time when it was called Mad Max in 1980, starring Mel Gibson. The Martian, haven't seen it. The Revenant, haven't seen it. I'd like to. Room, have not seen it. And the winner, Spotlight. Uh, my son called that one. The actor, best actor, was uh, Brian Cranston. Well, nominated Brian Cranston for Trumbo. Have not seen it. Matt Damon for The Martian. Have not seen it. Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. He was the winner. And again, I'd like to see that. Michael Fessbender, Steve Jobs, who my son, my my son called this one too. He Justin called Leonardo DiCaprio for for the winner, but he said Michael Fessbender was amazing as Steve Jobs, and uh, thought he, you know, that was his that was his sentimental favorite. But he indicated to me he knew he'd never get it. And then this uh, Eddie, oh Eddie Redmayne for the Danish Redmayne for the Dan- Danish girl, which I did not see. Uh, actress, uh, Lee, uh, best actress, Kate uh, Blanchett for Carol didn't see it. Brie Larson for Room didn't see it. She was the winner. My son called that one. Jennifer Lawrence, Joy, Charlotte Rampling, forty-five years. Sarice Ronan for Brooklyn didn't see any of those. Hmm. Actor in a supporting role: Christian Bale, The Big Short; Tom Hardy, The Revenant; Mark Ruffalo, Spotlight. Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies. He was good in Bridge of Spies. That guy was good. Um, st- my sentimental favorite was Sylvester Stallone. I was hoping to get it for Creed, but you know, it's when you boil it all down, it's Rocky Six, isn't it, or Seven? Um, yeah, you know, long shot for him to get that. Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies. Um, Best Actress uh, nominated Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight. I do want to see that. I'm a big, huge uh, Quentin Tarantino fan. Rooney Mara, Carol, didn't see it. Rachel McAdams, Spotlight, didn't see it. Alicia Vikander, the Danish girl, did not see it. Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs, did not see it. Uh, the Danish girl, that Alicia Van Vikander, she won for the Danish girl. And okay, and then and then it gets into animated shorts and cinematography and blah 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 and all that stuff. Um, so I mean, it was kind of a boring night, except for some of the Chris Rock antics, and then of course. Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, he's the, as my son says, he's the, he was the Susan Lucci of the Oscars. He'd been nominated many, many times and never won, finally won for The Remnant. And what does he do? He gets up and goes on a five-minute tirade about global warming. Leonardo, take your gold statue, sit your ass down, and shut the hell up. We don't need to hear your, because, you know, as soon as he got done ranting and raving about global warming, he went outside, got in his stretch limousine, and uh, you know proceeded to motor away from the event. And he's probably somewhere in a Learjet right now, winging his way to his next uh, his next uh, love fest for himself and his peers. So I don't need to. You don't need to preach to me about uh, you know carbon uh, emissions and greenhouse gases and all that nonsense. As long as you're jetting around in limousines and uh, Learjets, dickhead. But I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't get me wrong; he's a pretty good actor. I I I, I enjoy his movies for the most part. I watched uh, I watched uh, The Departed the other day. Uh, it was a super good movie. I love that movie. But at any rate, Gangs of New York, another one of my favorites. A great movie. He was great in it. So I was glad to see him win. But I could have I could have done without the uh, I could have done without the speech. And finally, uh, 
sort of on a personal note, uh, the community in which I live in, and, and it, it's not a very large community, two families, prominent families in, uh, in our community suffered just a, a horrible, um, just unimaginable tragedy, um, both families uh, unconnected. And uh, I'm not going to say who or, or what the circumstances were, but if they're listening, uh, they know who I'm talking about. And uh, we uh, are praying still for them and, and for, for, their, for their loved ones and hoping that, uh, praying that God will, you know, wrap his loving arms around all of them and see them through these, uh, these difficult days that lie ahead. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there. Um, look, that's about all I'm going to do tonight. Um, you want to contact me again, you can send me an email, david.stutteredlaw at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Um, I'm going to have another guest in here next week. Not quite sure who it is yet, but I'm working on it. May do another legal clinic next week. I'm sort of thinking about that. But again, if you have ideas, you want to hear, uh, you know, you have ideas for show topics or a legal clinic you want to hear or anything like that, please drop me a line and let me know. Or otherwise, just uh, let me know what you think about the show. I'm on iTunes. The things my granddaddy said is available on iTunes. Just go to your iTunes search page and put in things my granddaddy said. We'll pop right up. Uh, my RSS feed for my um, Buzzsprout site is on my Facebook page, uh, things my granddaddy said. So two ways to find us. So check us out. Tell your friends, spread the word. We're growing. Um, and, uh, you know, help us promote the show if you like what you hear. All right, everybody. Well, thanks very much for listening. And uh, we will be back here next week about the same time. And do it again. Y'all have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.